This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ community radio station, Joy 94.9. For hundreds of years, anthropologists have studied the social relationships of human beings. And none have been more confounding than what they call the different strokes effect. Get it? Meet Jade Gulliver, a charmingly low-maintenance, amicable sci-fi fan and avid podcaster. And David Lim, a top model strutting, goldfish-loving, walking jukebox. So... Can you handle the difference? Get ready for different strokes. Because it takes different strokes to move the world. Yes, it does. It takes different strokes to move the world. This is Different Strokes on Joy 94.9 with Jade and Dave. Oh my goodness, Jade. I've been busting, waiting all week for us to do our show just so I can catch up with you and ask you for some relationship advice. Girl, it is never too early in the day for us to talk about oh, me. you didn't even warn me that I was going to have to do it. <laughs> You're going to have to do it. I know, I know, because I wanted to keep it fresh. I wanted to keep it candid. But, Jade, there's this guy that I fancy and I just feel like, and you know me. You know what I'm like when I like somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're very visible signs that I give. <laughs> There's hair flicking involved. There's quite a bit of body language involved. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just kind of like thinking to myself now. And, you know, I've done all that, the hair flicks and all that. And it's not working? <laughs> no, I don't think he knows, Jade. What should I do next? Should I, should I ask him out for, for coffee or something like that? Should I, you know, feign more useless conversation with him what should i do you've obviously got to step it up because whatever you're doing is not working my body language is normally very telling yeah but it's like you know you got to do something bold dave like actually you know yeah mention that you you know you want to see that person outside of the particular venue in but, which you okay here's the them. thing right here's the thing yeah. i normally go for guys who are a little shy a little soft-spoken so mm-hmm. it can be a bit hard you know and and although i i can appear confident most of the time approaching guys is just not my thing yeah but okay well, that's why maybe i'm so obvious like- that's why i'm so obvious with you know when i'm when i'm interested in somebody that's why i really put it out there in in terms of hey i'm, I'm showing you all the signs that i'm interested so you can ask me out but if you want to go after shy guys dave you got to accept that you're going to have to do the asking because that's the shy guy move okay so share from your experience you and your, well, I should say fiancé now that you're engaged. We don't do that, Dave. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we don't change the titles. <laughs> She's still my girlfriend. I guess when we get married, we might call each other our wives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead of girlfriend. Instead of fiancé. You're just skipping the fiancé bit. Yeah. <laughs> but what about in your situation? Who asked who out? Uh, well, we were friends, so it just kind of evolved. It wasn't a... It but surely a, there was like a, a point where somebody asked somebody out, surely. No. Really? No. This is what I need happening. <laughs> this is what I need in my life for it to just be natural. Yeah. So that there's no situation. There's no scene. It, it just happens. I need this, Jade. 
It's just... Well, maybe you need to be friends for, you know, five years first and then see how that goes. Ain't uh, nobody got time <laughs> for that. Joy, 94.9. You are a big fan of Angry Birds. Yeah, I think, I mean, Angry Birds is hugely popular. It's not like... I, I mean, think, in my opinion, there's no Angry Birds fandom because everyone is in the Angry Birds fandom. Yeah, I mean, and it's probably, <laughs> I mean, the best example of an app that has carried over into, you know, sort of mainstream psyche there's like all kinds of merchandise you can get angry birds like actual physical games you know we were at moomba which we'll talk about a little bit later and they had like an angry birds game there that you could play Mm. they've got all kinds of merchandise um the only other app that I can think of that has anything near that is um, Fruit Ninja, and even so, that's sort of off to the side. Mm, it's not as big as Angry Birds, but no. they're doing a TV. They're doing an animated cartoon TV series now yes, for Angry Birds, and it's starting this week. It is starting this week, uh, and they—I mean—they're getting pretty innovative with the way that they're going to actually do it. Yes, it's going to be called. Cool, you know, they're going to have TV coverage or whatever, but mm. there's also they're also going to be playing it through the app. So it's crazy. Yeah. So, so you can watch a TV series on the app? Yes. So you can stream it? Yes. That's amazing. Well, yeah. it, it kind of makes sense because people consume Angry Birds still primarily through their smartphones yeah. and whatnot. So, okay, here comes the question, seeing as you're a fan, mm-hmm. will you be watching the cartoon? <laughs> yes. No, Dave. I, I see immediate shaking of heads, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> I, th- I think the Angry Birds tunes is actually aimed at a younger audience. It's, I don't think I'm the target market. We're going to be talking about childish obsessions a little later, and I'm surprised that cartoons are not one of your childish obsessions. Look, I, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, I like to go back and watch a bit of SpongeBob. I, you know, I'm not going to lie, <laughs> but that having said that, I'm not going. I don't. You, you know, don't spend all day on the Cartoon Network. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Daria was an awesome, uh, you know, cartoon. I don't think Daria is considered cartoon. Yeah. Really, I mean, it's animated, but it's aimed at teenagers, yeah. young adults. So, I think our taste in cartoons are a little different to what the kids are watching right now. Yeah. Get ready for a different Struts take on music. The earrings have come off. Yeah. I got my game face on. <laughs> Let's hear it, Dave. I can't wait to be bamboozled by how amazing this song is. <laughs> this week's music pick of the week is my turn. And Jade, the last time I thought it was acceptable to like Dido <laughs> was probably 10 years ago. This week's Music Pick of the Week, I've chosen Dido's new single, End of Night. And, you know, we we got a text before from Karen saying how much she loved your pick last week and how she's, like, played it a hundred times. I'm not sure I'm going to get the same response with mine. No. (laughs) You've got to have confidence in your pick, Dave. I do. Look, here's the thing. Like I said, it's been 10 years since I thought Dido had anything decent to offer. Mm -hmm. The last time was when she had White Flag, which was a number one single in Australia from the album Life for Rent, which Mm -hmm. was massive, Jade, Mm -hmm. massive. In that time, so since 2003 till now, she's had one album in between, Mm -hmm. which wasn't as commercially successful, 
it was still a top 10 album in Australia, mind you, but yeah. it just wasn't as big yeah. as Life for Rent. So I kind of thought that maybe she was done and she, you know, she had all this time off. So she's got a new album out, Jade, and it's called Girl That Got Away, Girl Who Got Away, I should say. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with this direction, Dido's probably making, uh, you know, a step closer to commercial relevance okay. once again. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's doing a bit more of a crisp, organic sounding electro pop thing. Okay. You know, it, it sounds... It, it still has the folky tones, so her voice is always going to be that amazing kind of really clear, really wispy sound. You know, she's not going to do anything to compromise that. She's not going to jump on auto-tune and get Flo Rider and Pitbull on the track. That's just not <laughs> – that is not Dido's flow, Yeah, and I'm glad she's not doing that. <laughs> so it's got folky elements with a subtle, and I do mean very subtle, nod to dance music. Okay. The new single, End of Night, um, is – a very good example of what I was just talking about. I think it's one of the best tracks on the album and I'm so glad that she's chosen that to be her third single. It's just been issued to Australian medias, so Mm. I don't know if um, we're going to pick it up here at Joy. You might hear it on Daytime. If not, this might be the first and last time. (laughs) (laughs) It's really, it's actually really cool. Like, it's a dark electronica kind of mid-tempo and I think there's a lot of potential with End of Night. I think there's lots of potential for really cool remixes. Mm -hmm. So, who knows, Jade? You could be in the swanky bar somewhere and hear Dido once again. Yeah. Like, and, and party like it's 2003. <laughs> <laughs> the, the song End of Night was um, co-written by Dido and producer Greg Kirsten, who has worked with Kylie. Mm-hmm. He has worked with Lily Allen. And you like the Burden and Bee? Mm-hmm. That's his band. Yep. So I, I think and Greg, he did work on the most recent Tegan and Sarah album. Yes, he did. So I think Greg Kirsten's a very versatile producer. You know, you would never listen to his tracks and go, oh, yeah, you know, it, it sounds like him all over. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's not the type of producer that would impose a sound on the artist he works with. You know, he he's quite versatile in a sense. So he can work with really wafy, kind of folky-toned vocalists like Dido and, you know, maybe Lily Allen, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of vocalists. And he can also go and work for Clark. Kelly Clarkson. Mm -hmm. So he's very versatile like that. I do like the track, so I hope you guys like it. Got a uh, text message from Johnny saying, I'm not a big fan of Dave's taste in music, but the Dido track is a pleasant surprise and I like it. Nice work. Oh. Sound of Snaps awarded to me. Johnny, will you get back to us next week and let us know if you've actually played the song again, you know, since then? Oh, come on, Jade. Come on. <laughs> you can't have it your way every single time. I know. I know. I just, you take it so much more personally than I do. So I just kind of. <laughs> so you're like, winding me up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joy 94.9. Now, Jade, um, last week you and I uh, hung out with a couple of our friends at Moomba. Yeah. There was a side to you that I just I, I haven't seen before, mm-hmm. and it's a side of Jade that I hope I never have to see again. And um, when you put Jade next to Fairy Floss, or there's even the thought of Fairy Floss entering the scene, yeah, it, it, it gets a bit intense. Well, because yeah. you know you're, you're serious about Fairy Floss. I, I had no idea you were so passionate about it. Well, you know, I just there's something about you know those types of events where it's like oh yes I get to eat fairy floss I would eat a bucket of fairy floss if I could but you have to be in a situation like that like you wouldn't just go and get fairy floss and go home and watch Batman well, one of my favourite things about going to uh, different sporting uh, th- uh, events in the US is that they have fairy floss at any of those events as well so you know you can go watch an NFL game and eat a bucket of fairy floss at the same or candy 
candy? Cotton candy. Cotton what, candy yeah, is what, what they, they call, call it, it in America. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, you know what? I, I, one of our friends owed you fairy floss, and you, you weren't going to let that go. I was not going to let it go, it's no. Like, you owe me fairy floss, and I need it now. We'll I need sta- it tonight. Yeah, we'll stand in line for an hour if we need to. <laughs> I'm getting fairy <laughs> floss. Yeah. And it's not even like, you, you didn't go on any rides or anything. It was more the experience of having fairy floss. Yeah. At Moomba. And I took care of that uh, that fairy floss so quickly, Dave. It was ridiculous. It just, I turned around and it was gone, you guys. It was, I'm like, did you inhale that? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> where did that go? So we're talking about childish obsessions this morning. Yeah. Um, not that I think having an obsession with fairy floss is necessarily childish. But it takes you back to a period of time in your life when, you know, you could get excited about yeah. sponge sugar. Oh, God, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and for everyone else out there, it's like, I get excited about sponge sugar all the time. <laughs> what are you talking about, Jade? But, you know, there's some things that, there's some of our interests and some of our obsessions that can seem a little childish yep. to our friends. And sometimes we're a little ashamed to admit it. Yep. Now, you know, Jade, that I have a thing for soft toys. Yeah, I was always that kid. I was mm-hmm. always a very sensitive child. I was, a, I was a, an, an only child for many years, so I used to get lots of soft toys from my mum. Mm-hmm. My, my whole bedroom was covered in soft toys, Mickey Mouse, everything like that. I didn't move to action figures till I was about eight or nine. <laughs> so that, that's the kind of state that I'm in. You know what I mean? And I still, just quietly between us, Jade, I still... You've got a small collection. A small collection of Club Penguin plushies. <laughs> if you guys don't know what Club Penguin is... You're probably too old. I only know because Dave sent me random pictures oh. of it. And one and one night, your brother cutely came into the show and was so excited to show me his latest club, club penguin. My brother is also 11 years younger than me. Yeah. So I think it's somewhat <laughs> still acceptable for him to be playing yeah. with soft toys. Yeah. 25-year-old grown man. <laughs> you wonder why I'm still dateless. <laughs> Joy 94.9. I kind of forgot that we were on air for a minute, Jade, because when we were playing the last two songs... Um, you guys, Jade was showing me this. Um, uh, I can't even talk because I'm like fanning myself. <laughs> she was showing me all these photos of Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah. And I have to say, he's been around for a very long time, but I've never looked at him that way before <laughs> until now. He's been in lots of movies like Inception and Batman. And, yeah. You know, he's he was just... in Third Rocket from the Sun, Dave. <laughs> yeah, going way back. <laughs> but that's just like. I think this, and we had a moment before you guys where we kind of thought, okay, this might be the first time that Jade and I are actually going, you know what? That guy's cute. Like, we yeah. were actually in agreement for once because I don't normally go for Zach Efron. Yeah, well, I, you know, I like guys that are kind of pretty ish in a lesbian way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still shocked that you have a thing for Zac Efron. I don't That's know still... what it is about him. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> but Joseph Gordon-Levitt, we can both agree on. Yes. Yeah. A- and he's got the same sort of thing. Really? Yeah, he wears a lot of vests. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he appeals to the lesbian in you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she actually turned to me, you guys, and she said, can you, can you like, marry him? <laughs> okay, Jade, I'll just... Add that on my list of things to do. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Speaking of desirable men, uh, we're going to talk about Josh Thomas's new show, Please Like Me, Jade. Mm-hmm. You've it's, seen it? I have seen it. It's uh, three episodes in. It's on ABC2. And 
I'm actually like very thankful to uh, our podcaster Petro who pointed out. He said, "Oh, you've got to you've got to watch this show. Um, it's really good. Um, so it's written by and stars Josh Thomas, who is an Australian comedian who is gay. Um, you probably have heard uh, some of his stuff. He's on um, that show talking about my generation or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the show is set around he's in his early twenties uh, and he's sort of just getting started in life really as an adult and he's sharing a house with his friend uh, Tom uh, he's got a girlfriend and um, the first episode so Tom has a girlfriend or no, Josh has a girlfriend they've both got girlfriends oh interesting um, and in the first episode Josh's girlfriend breaks up with him and says I think you might be gay and that sort of starts you know he then meets a guy who is gay and you know kind of starts a side thing but at the same time as all of this is happening his mother um, overdoses on um, some painkillers and almost dies and um, so she's got sort of mental issues and can't be left alone Um, her dad uh, his mum and dad are divorced and so he moves back in with his mum. Uh, and so there's sort of this interesting dynamic that's happening between the parents and mm. the kids as well. Now, is this a comedy or is it a drama? It is a comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, like there were several moments throughout the three episodes that I've watched so far. It's on Thursday nights, um, but you can catch up on um, iView if you're into it. And there were several moments where I just absolutely laughed out loud. I mean, obviously I'm a bit more out of that early 20s mindset but I love the dynamic with the the parents um, there's some great characters mm-hmm. in uh, in the show and it's definitely a show that you should be getting behind and supporting and I mean I, I did read a review Dave that someone was saying oh I didn't really like um, that the way the coming out how it happened like to his parents or whatever it wasn't you know and it, there wasn't this moment about oh I'm gay or whatever it each sort of coming out moment was a bit accidental. And I, I don't know about you, Dave, but I always feel like it doesn't have to be a big epic thing. Mm. Yes, that's fine if that's the way that you want to do it. But I kind of like seeing coming out happen a bit more... Progressively? Yeah. And, a bit more and naturally? With, and yeah, not as a big announcement, but yeah. kind of these accidental events that happen. You know, it's a good... Like you just slip it, it in conversation yeah. because you're so comfortable with it. It's good to see it happen in a different way. Like, you know, we all, we've seen so many depictions of that epic coming out. It's yeah. good to see that it can happen in other ways. Yeah. And not to say one way is right, one way is wrong. No. It's just saying, you know, that lots of different ways to come out. And, you know, this is just one way that was portrayed in a show. And I think it's fine, yeah. you know. I think it's perfectly cool to see different ways of coming out. And it, it probably is sending a, a, the right message to people as well that, you know, it, sh- it kind of depends on the relationship you have with the person you're coming out to yeah. as well. You know, not every uh, situation calls for a moment. Yeah, My life is a series of moments. <laughs> so I can't help that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about your coming out, but mine was a party. <laughs> it was a press conference <laughs> yeah. that no one came to because they already knew. <laughs> It was like, no, duh. (laughs) Tim wouldn't have had to come in for breaking news. (laughs) No. (laughs) A lovely newsreader didn't have to say a thing. (laughs) 
if you want to catch Josh Thomas's uh, new TV show, uh, please like me. You can watch it on Thursday nights on yes, ABC. Yes, Thursday nights on ABC too, um, but it's also on iView if you want to check it out there too. Joy, 94.9. You've heard of the band Evermore. Yes, I, I, I think it's probably more your music than mine, Jade. I think they probably sit in the middle, Dave, don't they? Really? Yeah. I, I've never really cared for it. But now I do because they're doing this new thing with a music video where they're looking for people to submit Instagram photos. Yes. And they're doing the whole thing on Instagram, but yeah, that's how they're sourcing it. So they're wanting you to submit a photo of yourself doing something you love. Well, you, it, basically, they're saying the whole concept is they're going to make love famous. Uh, and you have to use the hashtag hey my love uh, and what they're doing is um, they're going to use the pictures it can be something you love someone you love a place you love whatever mm. um, it's very open ended yeah, yeah th- you post a picture on Instagram and then they'll add that to um, their video but what they're actually doing that is even more interesting than that is uh, they're going to cycle through every four weeks they're going to add a new set of um, new a lot of content to uh, their video. So, you know, if you don't get in week one, which is March 18, which is coming up uh, mm. this week coming, um, there's in four weeks' time, they'll be doing another lot of pushing. So you'll get to, you know, you might get to put your photo in there. So they're having four different versions of this music video with well, different Yeah, so they're going to have photos. different versions uh, every four weeks. That is just... Isn't that amazing? That is very interactive. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a very good way to keep the song in, you know, the public eye as well because th- th- there's constantly regenerations of mm. that song. Well, and they were saying uh, the album isn't out until uh, the end of the month, so end of March. So, you know, by the time the uh, the album actually comes out, you know, you'll have a new lot of people who are now hearing about it and trying to add their love stories to... Uh, to Evermore's video. Into, yeah. I think you've got more than enough uh, Instagram photos, Dave, to put on... Oh, probably, you know. The desire to see myself in an, in a music video is quite strong, I yeah. would say. Yeah. Um, so maybe I will, you know, bombard them with a, a billion photos of myself. Yeah, you, you, you're hashtag. the master. You're the master of your selfies. So I'm sure you've got plenty <laughs> of selfies of you in situations that you love. Yeah, that I can just, um, you know, submit for the Evermore video. So if you guys want to get involved, sounds like a very cool thing to do. Yeah. Just post your photos on Instagram of people you love, what you love, with the hashtag Hey My Love. Yeah. We should do one of us together. Yeah, you know, a bit of promo for different strokes, perhaps. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> Joy, 94.9. Jay, this morning I read that they have somebody out there in the world has invented this thing called mm. mood sensing headphones. Yeah. And I just kind of thought, it's, you know, possibly radioactive in some way, I'm sure. Well, you know, it's <laughs> definitely getting into that um, territory where. There's not much difference between a human and a robot or we're becoming connected or something. We're becoming sort. very, very connected. So this particular invention, they're massive headphones. So, you know, they're like your Dr. Dre Beats style yeah. massive headphones. But the difference between this and your regular headphones is that uh, when you slip it on, it, it somehow communicates uh, with um, your brain through something in your fore- Like it, it detects brain waves on your yeah. forehead or something. Yeah. And it's able to detect what mood you're in and go and find music to complement 
the mood you're in. So there are two parts to it. There's the headphones, Jade, and mm-hmm. then there's the app that goes with your smartphone. Yeah. So both have to be in sync, obviously, for it to work. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was very interesting that it could do that. You know, as long as you're not drowsy, as long as you're concentrating and you're not overly stressed, it's able to read your mood, you know, communicate with the app and pick you songs that, you know, match your situation. I, I kind of like that idea. Cause Why sometimes is that? I, sometimes I'm just like, oh, I don't want to have to flick through my entire library and find something that, you know, reflects the, what I feel like listening to right now. Yeah. And it, the thing about this is that it's not music uh, that is necessarily in your music library. This particular app will pick music, you know, different just music. out in the ether. Out in the ether, out from their database. Yeah. I think that's a little scary. Well, it is scary, Dave. And could you imagine wearing those headphones and the Google Glass, it'll be like you the know. Google Glass is the one that like gives you a bit of you know access to sort of like a virtual reality situation. Yeah, they're augmented reality uh, glasses. Oh my god, it's just it's too much. I, I feel like that's possibly a little invasive. Yeah, it's a little invasive. Plus, on the flip side, I have mood themed playlists anyway. Yes, you've already got it covered. Dave. I've got it covered. I don't need no mood sensing headphones. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what they're going to use as the basis of their database. Dave. Maybe I should go work for them. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you can't have this song in a strut playlist. It just doesn't work, right? <laughs> Can you imagine, Jade, if somebody is like in a mood for strutting? What yeah. sort of music will come up? It's pr- probably a bit of Ricky Lee. It has to be like heavy beats, right? Yeah, it's, like, it's kind of like a pounding kind of beat. My, my ultimate strutting song is Kelly Rowland's Commander. <laughs> so, you know, if, if I'm in a mood for it and th- this headphone doesn't pick that up, yeah. doesn't sense my deep desire and need for that song, I- I'm going to be very disappointed. But you know how sometimes with these things where they try and, you know, get personalized, it does, like, it does a fail? Yeah. Like, you know, with um, Facebook ads or... Um, Recommendations in the iTunes store. Yeah, and, you know... That, won't that just be disappointing? It will be disappointing. You know, sometimes I don't know where they get this information from, but I was like, the other day I was looking through my recommendations and it suggested like Kate Sobrano or something. I'm like, um... You did talk about Kate Sobrano quite a lot at Moomba. Yeah, we did. So maybe it heard somehow. Oh yeah. my God, we're being watched and monitored. Yeah. Yeah, this is creepy. Well, you know, because my Facebook um, status got changed, Dave, I now get a lot of wedding Facebook ads. Oh, because you're engaged? Yeah, and it's like lots of white dresses and stuff so it's not you know it's not smart enough to know that ain't gonna happen yeah that's not your thing you know jade isn't shopping for white dresses (laughs) or things like that joy 94.9 jade it's time for your app review yep vine vine have you heard about vine (laughs) no look at you you're like a little you know excited little schoolgirl, like just rocking on a chair have you heard of vine do you play vine a couple weeks back um yeah i'm gonna apologize in advance to my knowledge at the moment vine is only available on ios and not on android Mm. um but hopefully will be available uh, on uh android soon but basically, Vine a couple of weeks ago um, sort of got a lot of uh, buzz around it because it's a, an integrate. It's integrated into Twitter, but effectively, what it does is it's a standalone app where you can take six-second videos of things, right? Um, very similar to Instagram. Um, we, so Instagram is purely photos, but Vine is more focused on, I guess, you know effectively gifts 
because when you think about you can get audio and stuff um so out of vine so that's where it's a bit different to a gif so it kind of sits in that space where so six second video clips six second video clips so you you're i guess baby basically the idea here is you're capturing moments and really short moments um and things that you know yeah you can put sound or you know like cute little thing sounds or noises on there as well but that idea about gifts and and getting mm. um, that sort of movable content happening. Um, what has become, uh, I guess, so interesting about Vine? I don't know, Dave. You probably noticed this about Twitter too. Is that initially Twitter um, had a lot of sort of third party plugins and it all worked really well. Um, like Instagram is a good example where Instagram when you would tweet a photo from Instagram, it used to actually show up as a twit pic as well. It doesn't do that anymore. They sort of closed down. Um, And Vine is actually one of the few companies uh, or third-party companies that Twitter is now working directly with. So when you're actually posting a tweet with this six-second video in it... You can watch it in Twitter itself without having to leave it. Yes. Uh, Okay. So... It's an interesting time, Dave, for this kind of social content. Because I'm just thinking six seconds. And, you know, when Twitter came about, people were like, oh, you know, 140 characters, that's too little. You know, I can't get that across. And I'm just kind of thinking six second videos. What on earth would you post? So have you seen examples of people in action with Yeah, well, What what kind of content are people doing? Well, they're doing all kinds of stuff. You know, I've seen, you know, the standard people in their underwear type, you know, moments. There was um, uh, some stuff on Vine at the moment of Mashable the website Mashable had posted people waiting in line to see Grumpy Cat in person. So there's just, you know, I guess you're sort of capturing a situation a bit more broadly than you can with an image mm. um, because it's movable yeah, and it's got sound. Yeah, you can move it and you can pan it and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So there's lots of little interesting things like that. Um, there's also um, a story, there was a story, I think it was last week, uh, three members of the cast of Modern Family uh, were stuck in an elevator for a period of time and they posted some videos on Vine of their experience in this elevator. So it can be quite cool, yeah. you know, if it's used in that way. Yeah. I I look forward to seeing how this blows up or whether it would just phase out because yeah. I just personally think, mm, I'm not sure how effective it is. You know, in, in terms of um, Instagram, there, there is a level of creativity with that that I like. I like that you can use filters with mm. stuff like that, you know. Uh, but with video content, I'm just like, mm, if it's going to look like some dodgy handheld, you know, job on your iPhone... Ain't nobody got time for that. Like, I don't want to be watching people waiting in lifts and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But it's six seconds, Dave. You've got six seconds. Yeah, but it's just not, it's a waste of six seconds. I don't, I don't think it's edifying. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't think the kind of content that we will see from Vine will be edifying in any way. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.